Welcome to Big Trouble, a podcast capturing the struggles of our day-to-day lives as Asian millennials. Hey, I'm John. And I'm Paul. All right, and we've finally gone to episode 10, aka the last episode for season one. So I think we just wanted to thank everyone for following us on this journey all the way from our humble, humble beginnings. And if you've been a day one listener, we're so happy you've made it through. And if you haven't heard all the episodes, well, you should go do that. Yeah, and for today's episode, we'll be coming sort of full circle and dis- and we'll be discussing the age-old question, should you pursue a stable career or should you follow your passions? Don't forget to follow us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast, where you can f- check out other content because we're not going anywhere, guys. We hope you enjoy this episode. So we had a listener message us and... Uh, you know, pose a pretty important question, I think. None, I don't think we're really very qualified to, to answer it, but we thought we might give it a shot. And so we can read out the message, and I, I guess we can sort of just go from there. So the message, like, we got on Instagram was... <laughs> it's very Wait, funny. you gotta read it in, a, in, in the voice yeah, that in you their voice. the, the um, reader was writing it to us. So it was, Hi, BT boys. I need your help. I'm about to start my first real full-time job Uh, soon in a big corporation as an analyst i've been waiting for this my whole university career as i'm about to graduate and become a real adult Uh, but now i have the opportunity to join a really early stage startup that i really really love and i think it's such a cool opportunity the people there are great and i would be one of the early people um, i would be one of the early hires but it's way more risky and i'm unsure what the future holds which job should i take dun 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 i don't know where should we start john what like how would you what would your answer be right off the rip uh dude that's hard because honestly i think i'm a pretty safe and stable kind of guy yeah so right off the bat i'd probably just take the corporate job just because i'm just knowing me you know yeah it is not to do with the, our viewer it's like me as a person yeah i think i needed the structure growing up yeah um and coming out of uh, coming out of school uh but i think now if i was posed the question to exit to industry or maybe go to a startup I think I'd have confidence in myself to do that. Hmm. What would your answer be then? What's your actual answer? If I was in that person's scenario? If you were the person who sent in that message, what would your answer be? Ooh, I don't know, man. I think that's No, hard. don't think. You got to just go. You literally just got to go. Fuck it, man. YOLO, go take the startup, man. Okay. Corporations aren't shit. <laughs> what about you? Would you say the same? 100% startup. I don't even care. I think that's, that's not even a question at this point. Yeah, in hindsight, I'd say. In hindsight, we would take the startup position. Yeah, but I mean... <laughs> well, that's why they're writing to us, right? We're like, yo, just take the startup position. Yes, I, I think if you're the listener and, and your question is, you know, should you take a stable career that is, you know, maybe a little higher paying, is a little more structured, all that kind of stuff. Your role is very, very clear, all that kind of stuff. And you're like a junior person. I think it's a great place to be. And that's where John and I started our careers. But definitely, I would take the startup job. I think if it's something that you're passionate about and it's something that you're interested um, in doing, and you really enjoy it. I think even if it's a little more risky, you're at an uh, you're at a stage in your life where you can take that risk, right? You're not 45 and about to restart your career. I think you're you're about to start your career in a brand new job, and so wherever you start, I don't think I don't think is a bad place to start it by any means. So I would definitely take the passionate route. I would definitely take the route that might be a little riskier. I think the the payoff there is substantially more. So I think that question overall, I mean, it, it's a decision between going to a startup and, and going to like an established 
corporation. So I think pretty relatively pretty safe, a pretty safe decision either way. Like the difference might be making a little bit less money. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that startups in general, well, in, yeah, in general don't really grow past a couple of years, right? Usually they're just small time things for a couple of years and then they don't have enough funding and then, and then just disappear. So I think there's like risk there, but definitely not, see not not the riskiest decision right but i think the question is is good because it feels like a bigger question in 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 our minds which is should you take the opportunity to build a career or should you take a leap of faith and do something that you're passionate about or something that you are have always been interested in doing even if uh it may not pan out right so fundamentally do you take a stable money earning career or is it better to follow something you're passionate about and do something that you're passionate about and so that's a tough question to answer i don't know what my answer would be even now like still being relatively young and still being relatively new into our careers i don't necessarily know if i if i am sure of my answer if that makes sense yeah and i think people usually go of two ways right it's like oh let me let me build up my my repertoire my skills and get something stable first and then once i'm successful i can have time for like my passions and my hobbies that's like one i'd say that's where we are at or more more the typical path that people take and then there's there's the people that will be like oh you know it's actually it's actually okay to get to something a little bit more risky because you're we are young and we can make the stupid mistakes now and then there's all and you can always come back to something more stable as well but i'd say it's like a 80-20 split of how many people think of that way so i guess the i guess a good way we can think about it is like what do you necessarily think are reasons why people would want to stick to a safe career like why why do you think most people like probably 99 percent of people out there would take the safe easy route most of it's probably because it's comfortable, you know. You know your your job, for the most part, will be there when you wake up tomorrow. You know that the paycheck's coming in every two weeks kind of thing. So it's like, it's a sure thing. And I think sometimes a lot of people also, jobs, are, it's just a job, you know. It's your nine to five, get in, get out. Doesn't really matter what you're doing. And for a lot of people, that's okay, you know. It's just their way to finance their, their fun. I don't know. I, I also feel like there's a part of that, like, I understand that it's it's just like a job and it's nine to five or, you know, however long your hours are. And it's and it's something that you can use to have money and to finance a life. But if anything, your career takes a majority of your time, right? And from your day to sure, perspective, yeah. right? Let's say if you sleep eight hours a day, you work eight hours of the day, like how much, I guess there's what, eight hours left for you to do stuff right but there's not really eight hours right it's not really a split like that mm-hmm. right for the majority either sleep or work is going to take the majority of your day and so i, I just wonder if it's worth not I enjoying if it's worth, what you do yeah i wonder if it's worth um not enjoying what you do for eight to ten hours of the day just in order to finance a lifestyle that you don't even really get to fully enjoy right like w- does it not make more sense to find a job that maybe you work 12 hours a day but you'll enjoy for 12 hours rather than trying to find a, a, a hobby or, or a passion outside of work that you can enjoy, which you won't even fully be able to enjoy, right? I think that's, I think that's a tough question to ask as well and a tough question to answer. And I don't really think I necessarily have an answer from, from my perspective either. But yeah, I think also people take the, the easy way out, the comfortable way out, I think from 
um, a lot of pressure, like from friends, whether it be from friends, whether it be from family, whether it be from society. I think that's definitely one that gets to us. And I think as Asian people, as Asian um, immigrants, I think that's amplified um, to to the hundredth. For right? sure. Like you have your family, for example, or my family, for example, who, who pretty much packed up their bags with very little to their name, moved to a brand new country in order to, not even a brand new country, a brand new continent in order to um, try and provide the best life for their family, right? And I think there is definitely being an Asian, uh, as uh, like being an Asian person, I think there's definitely, definitely way more pressure than somebody who was like born and raised in their country, right? Uh, and I think like, I think about my family, I think about what my parents had sacrificed. And it's crazy to think that my, de- that the fundamental question I ask myself nowadays is, am I happy doing the work that I'm doing? Um, and I'm, and is there something I can get more fulfillment out of? Versus the questions that they were probably asking themselves is how are we going to put, you know, food on the table? How are we going to make money? How are we going to provide for our family? And I think that's a luxury that we have. And I do feel a little spoiled now being like, oh, should I risk my career and and do something I'm passionate about when my family was never afforded that opportunity? Right. So I think that definitely adds to it, too. Where part of me, I think whenever I have those discussions, I also feel selfish in a way. Guilty, right? Yeah. And guilty that I have the luxury to to be spoiled and to to ask myself like am i happy having a well-paying job or not well-paying job (laughs) am i I happy having a job that pays me every two weeks and i think about like i'm sure my parents when they first moved here they would have had they would have loved to have been able to ask themselves that question so i think yeah that that definitely plays a part in in why as our identities it's so much harder to to make that decision to make that leap of faith because it's something fundamentally that our parents don't understand or or like yeah, they, they were never spoiled with that luxury, right? Yeah, because I think the other the other side of that is is they moved here for us, uprooted their entire lives, like forgot about their friends and family. Yeah. And then now, I don't know if, about you, but for me, I feel like there's like a there's a very extreme pressure for me to be able to be able to take care of them when they yeah. get old, you know. Yeah. And so I can't just fuck off and make minimal money because I need to be able to take care of them and not just take care. You know, I'm not trying to put bread on the table. I'm trying to give them a good life right and in order to do that like maybe i do need to do this more safe safe building my 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 worth and everything you know i don't know (laughs) making a podcast uh i'm on the same page as you and i think also i i do i think there's what there's a concept that that describes that what is like it's like filial piety yeah piety right or piety like the obligation or the feeling of responsibility that children have over providing um or giving back to their family right um, and sometimes I think it's toxic, but I think about it and like, that's a huge driver for me as to why I work hard or why I do the things that I do for because, sure. like in my head, for the most part, I am fairly money oriented, like money driven in a sense. And it's not super evident. It's not, I don't try to make it super obvious, but always a forethought in my head is is the financial aspect of a lot of stuff so when it comes to decision making about work when it comes to decision making about anything i'm sort of driven by those factors but i don't try to let other people know but it's not necessarily from a place where i want more money to spend on myself it's because i want more money to be able to spend on my family Mm -hmm. and give back and 
I think that's definitely something that's unique to us as Asian immigrants, as 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 Asian people living in a new country where your family gave all gave up all of their lives. I think the idea of fil- uh, filial piety or whatever how you however you say it is definitely um, heavily heavily ingrained in me. So. I also do think that's something that's always a concern of mine is like, am I making enough money? Am I saving up enough enough money so that I can make sure my family, like my, my mom and dad have like a fucking sick life when they're a little older. Exactly. Yeah. And I, and I know it's supposed to be an obligation, but I think at least for you and I, it's not, it's not because we have to, it's obviously because we want to. And you know, I want, I want them to be able to flex, (laughs) flex on all the other old people. I also think it's like, it's, it's not that, I would assume it's probably the same for you, but it's not like my mom and my dad like message me every single day, every single week, and they're like, "You need to make money so that so that we can have a good life." They've never said no, that. No, for sure not. No, like at no point have they ever been like, you know, take the stable career because you're gonna make money and you can give it to us. Like my parents have never asked for a single like cent of my money ever, um, and I think that's the part that's wild is like, even though they've never said this deep down that's like my main motivation mm-hmm. like my main motivation is just to provide and give them a really good life and i would say as asian immigrants that's probably a reason why we don't do a lot of like why we don't why there's not a lot of asian representation creatively right oh that's a good point because the, the asian people aren't just taking these risks yeah like for the most part like there are a lot of successful asian business people but not so much in media because media is traditionally not a not as lucrative or not a safe career path right and you know like there are a lot of asian content creators out there that are coming out of the woodwork but i think um there is less representation just because we do have a lot more pressure from our families from society from our like heritage and our culture and i do think that definitely plays into it but if i had the opportunity right now to follow something that i'm super passionate about and the off chance that it makes us makes us or makes me money I think I would heavily consider it mm-hmm. even even though I know that I want to be able to provide the best life for my for my parents. Yeah, and I, and I think it's not it's not to say that if you were to take a more risky a risky path that you can't provide for your family, right? Yeah. Like obviously it's just more high risk, but it doesn't mean you can't do it and do it well because usually the creative space is really what you put you get in, you get out what you put in, right? Yeah. So the harder you work, you usually there's a good correlation with how successful you are. Yeah, but I think it's definitely scary, and I know, yeah, I don't know. I I think that's a tough question to answer. I wonder if we'll ever get to that point. I would hope that one day with the podcast, we get to a juncture where it's like, it's either we go for it or or we just, you know, call it quits. That'd be pretty crazy. Yeah. So if anyone knows any sponsors out there that, you know, want to sponsor a podcast meant for the... 20 to 25 year old 30 year old asian yappy or asian millennial we are looking for any sponsor <laughs> <laughs> and for everyone listening you guys got to stay in your corporate job so you guys can finance and listen to our podcast yes, yes. so yeah guys take the safe take the safer right. yeah i think also besides the whole like family and societal pressure piece I think fundamentally like money right yeah for sure like drivers like money is probably the biggest driver right like i think about i think about our lifestyle now um i probably couldn't afford to live downtown if or like 
I probably can't, I couldn't afford to live in my current apartment if I were to go like podcast full time or YouTube full time or anything like that. I, I don't know how I would even be able to finance a lifestyle like my lifestyle, like right now, given if I wasn't making that money. Right. And I think that's, that's a huge thing is like, you can't really hate on anybody for taking the safe path because they all have lives to, to take care of. Right. Yeah. And I, I think there is a lot of hate. If, like you said, I think there's a lot of hate uh, around taking the safe path. Like people that are like accountants. I, I think we shit on accountants a lot because their yeah. lives are terrible and just yeah. boring. But it <laughs> is it is so safe, right? Yeah. So, so safe until um, we automate all the accounting, by the way. It is a very safe path. and But they get to live life like pretty lavishly, I'd say. Like Yeah, like they, it's like I just say I'd say the normal corporate life would give you a pretty good a pretty good lifestyle right you can do a couple of vacations um a year you know and i think that also adds to instagram and other social media people are just living life and doing it up so much and i don't think it's very representative but like that's the life you want to live too yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think it's it makes sense honestly i just i think the part of me that disagrees with taking the safe route is that for most, I, I guess, in most cases, the safe route is, is pretty boring. It's just, yeah, it's just not that fun. And I think for me, like, I don't get any excitement really from our jobs. Like, sure, we get paid every two weeks and it's stable. Also, if you also if, if you guys are listening, I love my job. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but They're always listening. I, it's just like, for me, I don't get personal fulfillment from my job. Uh, and I, I would want to some extent to get some personal fulfillment and i think realistically if i were to have a corporate job i don't think i ever would have fulfillment and so i think if i like i would definitely be able be able to find more personal fulfillment if i took a job that was riskier something creative i think i definitely would get much more impact and have a lot more fun but it probably wouldn't pay the bills like it does right now so so do you think do you think you needed to go through this shitty experience, though, in order to realize that you're like, oh, I actually want to do something creative? Because if not, you'd probably, <laughs> do you think you'd be like, oh, I should have just went to the corporate world if you started in creatives? Or you maybe, sorry, maybe it's just you wouldn't know how much happier you would be. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a tough question. Overall, I would say, because my because the start of my corporate career has just been not really what I envisioned or not as um, not as fulfilling mm-hmm. uh, as as I would have would have imagined, I do think that has a huge part into why I feel a lack of or why why I don't feel content with with where I'm at right now. Yeah, and so I think if I had like a corporate career that was better or just you know in general was a little bit more entertaining a little bit more fulfilling i don't think i'd be sitting here right now saying i want to do something different saying that i want to branch out and and maybe pursue something more creative i think ultimately i would have gotten to the same point but would it have been after two years i don't think so does that make sense like i think maybe if i had started a different company or started in a different role it maybe took maybe it would have taken me three four years right but i do think I have it this the process has been expedited for me because I think I've realized that this is really not what I want to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you should actually be thankful for it then. 
Yeah, a little bit. Um, because who knows? Like maybe I would have wasted you know another two three years doing stuff that made me feel okay, but not super super happy. But I think because I haven't really felt that fulfillment from work, it ha- it is su- severely expedited now. Where I'm like, I know what I want, and I and I want to find that for my next opportunity. So, yeah, definitely a benefit there. So I mean, good and the bad, I would say. What about you? Do you think you're like? Do you think you're there where I am right now, or you just like a couple months back? I think I think I'm a little bit behind, and also I was never. Like I'm not a creative person, so for yeah. me to like jump into something creative, I think is definitely not where I'd be. Yeah. At all, so I can't say I have the same. I guess I don't. I don't really have the same thoughts as you, and maybe that's because I don't actually know what I want to do. Like I think for you, it's a little bit more defined, and for me, it's like oh, I I don't really know. So until I do, I'll just kind of hang yeah, out here. Yeah. And I don't. I I also don't think. I also think that's part of my journey as well to be honest like i think was there a point where i knew from the bottom of my heart that this is not the right thing for me uh no like i would say do did i feel the way i feel right now even a year ago even six months ago i would say no i would say honestly i think starting the podcast and doing something creative like this in a different outlet and stuff that we own i think this definitely also expedited that that transformation too and i think had we not taken this leap yeah even though it's even though we still have a, a, a normal job that pays us every two weeks i think had we not taken this leap i i think i wouldn't um i also wouldn't have had the same thoughts right yeah so i do think it's a, it's a it's a balance of different things and i would say if we didn't start the podcast i still wouldn't think the way that i think now oh shit so yeah if you become homeless in the next year it's because of the podcast yeah but don't worry i won't become homeless i'll just live on your couch <laughs> so right. it's fine it's fine <laughs> don't worry I, I it'll be all good and i'm sure you guys have tents too so um you know i'll survive but i think it's crazy yeah it's uh who knows who knows what the future holds you know I think that's a good I think it's a good segue though. Fundamentally, let's talk about, you know, the logistics of it. I think in principle, if we had the choice of doing something that we loved or doing something that made us money, yeah. we would choose the thing that we loved if money wasn't wasn't an object. For sure. Like security wasn't an object, down, right? right? But because we live in a shitty reality, what do you think are things that we we or myself and other people who are asking themselves if if they need to make that leap what would you say are things that we need to consider before you make that decision Mm. you know what i mean like what what are things that you need to be realistic about um so that you don't make the wrong decision right i think i think the the biggest thing is definitely definitely what we talked about first is it's kind of like where you are in life and and do you have these other considerations like do you have people you need to take care of then like maybe you should do the the safe option man like um but i think if if you have the opportunity right if you have like the privilege to even think about these things to either do like one like pick a or b then if you have like if you you have the choice to choose i guess i think that's i think that's a good place to start but if you do have family or things people you need to support that's a whole different story right yeah. So you're saying if you're like a single bachelor 
who has no commitment like me yeah it's it's a pretty it's, easy it's a pretty simple decision it's like follow your passions or or whatnot yeah because i think and you'll make the sacrifice of like maybe i'm making less money yeah and then like i'll obviously have to cut down on my expenses which is fine but i think you are it's only affecting you right whereas if you have like a kid or like a spouse or people to support then maybe you have to take the less selfish route that's tough too knowing that knowing that like there is something you're passionate about and that you would be willing to make that risk risky decision for, but you can't because of factors in your life. That's wild. I really hope I don't have to make that decision, you know? I don't I hope I don't get to like thirty five and realize that I'm not happy. Like <laughs> sorry, at least not happy with my career. <laughs> um not ha- yeah, you know, and then I have to like have that frank conversation with like my wife about what the future would look like if I, you know, quit my job, right? Yeah, but then I guess that's the other side is if you have support, you have financial support and they're they're willing to to do that for you while you like go pursue something, then that's also like that's pretty lit because you can kind of live your life and do what you want to do. Find you a real one. I think you're right. That's I think it's crazy to think about. Another area that I would want to or that I would consider is what does it realistically look like, right? Say tomorrow I come to you, John, and I'm like, hey, let's quit our jobs and let's make a podcast full time, right? Yeah. I think we would really have to run through the math about how much money we're going to lose from our salary. The idea of like our career progression is down the hole, right? Um, but I think also in a different circumstance, me and you might take that leap because realistically if we take two years off of work to not make any money and continue with the podcast go for broke kind of thing we can we, we can still go back to our career <laughs> right like That's so sad we might be two years behind on promotions but we can there's more likely than not we would be able to find a job yeah right um and i think we are also very blessed and very great like yeah very blessed to to be in a, a situation where realistically even if we take a very very risky decision like this overall we can probably still survive right all right let's do, let's do it, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> by the end of this, this podcast we have convinced each other to quit our jobs to start full-time no, podcasting i don't think i but <laughs> you know what i mean but like we're young we still have a long time in our careers to go mm-hmm. and taking two years off to, to do something that you're passionate about or i think is reasonable like it make like it's not that it makes sense, but we're not screwed forever because of because of our passion, right? Yeah. But I think for a lot of people, like they don't have that luxury. Sometimes the decision could like actually ruin your life. For sure. Do you remember like watching Dragons Den and sometimes they'll be asking about the people's financials? Yeah. And they're like, Oh, I took out a loan, I got like funding from friends and family. Like I remortgaged my house and everything and they have like zero sales and you're like, dude, what the fuck are you doing with your life? And like, that's literally ruining lives, you know, to pursue this random opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's also why, I think that's also why I feel comfortable with the idea of doing something that I'm passionate about or, you know, making less money for a little bit. Cause I think I can probably survive it. I can probably weather the storm. I can probably make it. Um, and if I don't make it, then I still have time. And it's not like my life is over if I don't, right? But I do think that's a reality. If you don't have that luxury, then it makes it much harder. It's an even riskier decision. Right.
the most important one, I say this with a grain of salt, but the only really important question would be like, what does your happiness <laughs> look like? Right. Yeah. And I know we just spent like fucking 10 minutes talking about all of the shitty things that can happen in your life if you make that decision. But I think the first and most important question is your overall happiness, right? Like, will your job, will your corporate career keep you at a level, like keep you like happy enough? Or will you only really be happy if you pursue your dreams, right? Just the question you have to ask yourself is which one will you be happier doing, Mm -hmm. right? Without factoring literally anything that we just talked about. Yeah. I actually argue that you do have to factor it in because like maybe you dislike your job a little bit, but your life is better overall. Your like living quality, quality of life is a little bit better than doing what you're happy with and you're fucking like living in a cardboard box. Then I would arguably, even though you hate your job a little bit, I'd say quality of life is is better, Um, but to each their own. Yeah, I do think there, I do think like sure you like sure. I may not enjoy work all the time, but like I live in a downtown apartment, like I have, I have a pretty nice lifestyle, right? Even though they don't pay us very much, like overall my lifestyle is not too bad, but let's say I take on podcasting full time and I have to like move back home and live with my family. (laughs) (laughs) I think already from that, having no freedom at home, I'd be like, fuck. So yeah, I mean, I think those have to like all the external factors play into it but i think your happiness overall is definitely the main driver right i just picture you going mom i'm recording <laughs> mom i'm trying to vlog right now i don't yeah i don't i don't see that but some crazy stuff to think about i think so do, do you think in in hindsight you have any regrets actually that might be a loaded question no, uh, I don't think it's a loaded question. I don't think I have any regrets, really. Realistically, like, I'm 24. Do I have any regrets about working a career that helped me pay off a little bit of my student loans? Like, do I, am I regretful that I have a career that has allowed me to meet you and, and start this podcast and meet all my friends at work and all that kind of stuff? Like, realistically, no. It's It's been two years of my life, right? And I think all of the intrinsic stuff and all of the, the non like work related aspects of it have definitely given me more than the the cons of working at like the job. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um but if I spend another three, four years here, will I regret it? I think yeah. Because I think I've come to a point where I I know this isn't really for me, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think if I were to spend another like three years in the same place where I know this isn't right, then I would have regrets. But I think it's a recent revelation and a recent realization. And so overall, like no real regrets. I think I need to take time to figure out what I'm passionate about and things that I want to pursue and, and what that looks like. Um, but overall, like would you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to know that I have to make those decisions unless I had the job. Right. Unless I, unless yeah, unless everything panned out the way it did. And so in a certain way, I think I'm grateful that I have had the opportunity to understand that this is not right for me. Yeah, it's just like you don't know what you don't know until yeah, you yeah, know. you don't know until you try it, yeah. right? And I think that's exactly the mantra that I would have about work is 
I didn't know if it was going to work out. And I think even when I came here, I knew it was an experiment to a certain extent. Um, and it was like, a, yeah, it was like, it, even in itself, it was a risky experiment. Like I could have, I could have done this at home, like in Calgary. Right. Um, but I think it was, it was a risk. It was, it was another challenge and it was another new experience. And I think, yeah, two years later, I'm at a point where I know there's other stuff out there for me. So, yeah, I don't have any real regrets. But now, if I spend too much time, then I think I might have regrets because I already know that there's other stuff that I want to do. Yeah, that makes sense. That's yeah. How about you? Do you think there's any any regrets, any paths that you wish you had taken? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. And I think within our group of friends, like everyone thinks I might stay the longest, actually, which is I I kind of know. I don't know if I if I believe in that, and like, it's definitely a roller coaster though. It's very very bipolar with me. I think like sometimes it feels good, sometimes it doesn't feel so good. But I think like you overall, it's it's been a it's been a positive experience, right? So I think until it becomes pretty negative, then like if I'm still gaining from it, it's still a pretty good decision. I guess the question is 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 there another place where I could be getting more from? or learning more from or whatever. Yeah. Probably. And it's kind of the same, right? It's like you don't know what you don't know until you know. So, you kind of have to go out and explore to see what else is out there. Cuz I, I I think you're right. Like I don't regret it because I think I needed to learn these skills and kind of train my way of thinking and in being in consulting, you really go through that boot camp to like refine your shit. Cuz I was not <laughs> I was just a piece of shit. Um but I'm I'm really excited to take what I've learned to I guess build something else and do something else. I think overall, like I think of all the the friendships that I've formed because of coming here and working. I think of all the opportunities I've gotten, like all the life experiences, all that kind of stuff. I'm just like, it was good. Now it's definitely time to go though. Well, it got really sad. I feel like the mood has become sad. I don't think it's sad. I just I think I think it's exciting. I really think it's exciting for the future that I think I think there's like even more stuff that we're going to be able to talk about and more stuff that we'll be able to to like connect on. I honestly I'm really excited to see what the future holds. What are some of your favorite times in season 1? In season 1? One that can one that comes top of mind is definitely how nervous we were for the first episode, and just like all the shenanigans we got into for the first episode, just like logistically figuring out how to record, like audio quality being shit. I think that was just like a hilarious, um, just a hilarious time thinking back. Yeah, I don't know honestly. Besides that, I don't know. If there's a specific moment. I look back over the last 10 episodes which would be around 20 weeks which is well five months holy fuck i look back on on season one in general and i i i'm just really happy like i like you know some of some of our episodes were shit some <laughs> of our recording sessions were shit um but like overall i'm just honestly super stoked and amped that we decided to take the the leap and do this and yeah, honestly, getting to spend a couple extra hours. Well, it's not, not even a couple extra hours. It's like a lot of extra hours, like every week, like talking to you and hanging out. 
Honestly, it's been fun, man. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think it has made the pandemic very, very bearable um, and even to a certain extent enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. All of it was good, man. Season one, banger. How about you? Any specific moment? Uh, I think it's been interesting because a lot of I think a lot of the conversations that we had and recorded would just yeah. normally kind of play in my head, and it's not it's not as it's not as like eventful, I'd say, and it's always nice to be able to talk to someone about it, and then also obviously it's like recorded and shit, so it's oh it's it's pretty funny, uh, so I'm glad. I hope I have I've made people laugh, even if they're laughing at me, like it's all good. And we've made your quarantine life a little bit better. Um, we listen to these episodes when we go back into lockdown. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to be back into lockdown. So hopefully we'll we'll be pumping out new content for you guys. Overall, yeah, I mean, hopefully we've, hopefully like we've, we've been able to give you guys some insight into our lives and giving you guys some entertaining stories and, and laughs along the way. And hopefully, you know, if you're struggling with some of the stuff that we're struggling with and, and you know some of it's some of it's more significant than others whether or not it's it's the idea of a rookie wall or or not being super content about where you are in life or at work or if it's something more trivial like my mishaps on on all the dating apps and and how i'm still so single <laughs> yeah hopefully you guys can can or have had moments where you can relate to us and have enjoyed season one so far i know it's been a lot of fun for us it's been a lot of work yeah i mean i think it's been a been a pretty sick time yeah man oh uh, you know what my my biggest regret is doing the rookie wall episode first i think why because we were just so unrefined and i genuinely think it was such a great topic like the amount of people that have messaged us and been like oh i didn't even know it was called the rookie wall right and and like having people say that kind of shit it was, it was great and i wish we i wish we could have done a better job at it but I think it was a great episode. It's still one of the highest viewing episodes, I think. I think it's. I think it was the right place to start, though, for us. I think it was the right icebreaker to get into being a podcast. All right, and that's today's episode, and all for season one. So as always, thanks for tuning in, and catch us next season. Yeah. So we'll be taking a short break, like we mentioned. It's probably just around four weeks. I think we're a little undecided, but. Um, I think we need a little bit of time off from <laughs> from editing and, and making videos and thinking about socials and all that. So I think we need to take a little bit of time away from the podcast. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll hopefully be back uh, in in four weeks. Um, just got a couple. Yeah, we just got a couple things that on on our plates that we need to figure out. Um, but in the meantime, if you are really missing our faces or our voices, you can catch us on our Instagram at Big Trouble Podcast, uh, where we're still going to be we're, we'll still be posting during our little hiatus. Um, and if you really really miss us that much, you can re-listen to all of our season one episodes. So thank you for listening to this one. Hopefully you guys could relate and enjoy it as well. And like John said, we will see you guys in season two. Bye, Bye. everybody.